I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and I invite you to join us in this broadcast. My King is alive. Jesus has risen. Praise the Lord. I want to invite you to go to the website, vchurch.us, and look for the tab bulletins. Then you can download the bulletin of this teaching. Or if you are in the comfort of your home, just use your phone camera, point towards the QR code on the screen, and let the phone take you to our bulletin of today. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much, my beautiful church members. We are moving forward in everything we do here in Victory Church, and we are happy, not just what, for what we do online, but what is happening in our church, with our church members, with our people, and the ones that are here today on this Easter day in 2022. Beautiful time here. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work on the broadcast. And thank you, everybody else on our online team. You guys are doing a phenomenal job with the music, with the videos, with the slides, with everything else. Thank you so much. My King is Alive. Worship service 286 on April 17th. 2022. And we start reading the scripture, the gospel of Luke chapter 24, verse 32. <laughs> and we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is joy in the house of the Lord today, definitely. The disciples who spoke with Jesus on the road to Emmaus said to each other, when he talked to us, it felt like a fire burning in us. How exciting it was when he explained to us the true meaning of the scriptures. We read in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, beautiful portion of the scripture. You know, Easter day, Jesus is alive. He has risen. And the first thing that we are going to discuss is what happened with these two guys. They were walking to Emmaus and they didn't realize that it was Jesus. And they said, I felt like a fire burning in us. So, you know, the, the burning fire is real. However, I will tell you this. It is so true about something. For example, in a fireplace, one log is enough to start the fire. And you know that. And it, it is like that with everything, when you think about it. You know, somebody that is excited about it is going to share that excitement with others. And that is what happened with the Lord Jesus. He was exciting. He excited, told them about the scriptures, about what was needed to happen in order for him to, to die for us and how he will come back to life, all that. And he was on fire. Are you on fire for Jesus, my friend? Are you on fire? Do you feel that joy that brings to you the reading of the word, saying your prayers, watching what the Lord God is doing in your life? Are you on fire? You know, one of the things that we all preachers must have is that fire in our hearts. Because if there is something that I will never like is to go to a church or hear a preacher that is kind of a, Blow, <laughs> you know, blow. <laughs> boring, boring. I don't like that. Definitely the fire of God will do something inside of you. Have you experienced the fire of God? Have you, my friend, that you grab the Bible, you read one passage of the scripture and suddenly it's like burning fire and the excitement about it, you know, the excitement of reading the scripture, this, the excitement of uh, coming to church to worship the Lord. The excitement of sharing with somebody something new that you just learned. The excitement that comes with the kingdom of God. The excitement of the scriptures. If only you could practice this beautiful principle. Going to the Bible every day. Having a devotion. Reading the scripture. Choosing a passage here and there. Or maybe you have a book or you choose to pick a preacher on TV or podcast or whatever and just go through this evaluation of the scriptures. And that is one of the priorities in the preaching. Every speaker 
Every person, every minister, everyone in front of a camera has the responsibility of sharing the scriptures. Of course, everyone is going to <laughs> present the message according with his own personality, right? Because it is a fact, you know. I am not going to be somebody. You know, somebody one day said, the worst thing that can happen to you is that you are the bad copy of somebody else. And it's true. You need to be yourself. Every preacher, every minister, every pastor should be himself or herself, right? But the point is, we need to read the scripture. We need to give an interpretation of the scripture to the viewer, to the listener, to the person coming to the church. Because everything has to be just like that. With a burning fire of the Holy Spirit. The excitement of sharing what? The scriptures. The scriptures. And that is what the Lord Jesus did, you know. He was just quoting the scripture, exp explaining to these two disciples about himself. Beautiful. Now, in verses 36 through 37, listen to this. While the disciples were talking about Jesus' resurrection, all together, right? They were praying, all that. Jesus himself came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you. This surprised the disciples. They were afraid. They thought they were seeing a ghost. And tell me if that is something that will not shock you, my friend. You know, we know about the Lord Jesus, that he came back to life. He has risen. And of course, for those who don't believe, that's a separate issue. But for us that believe, we believe and we know the Lord Jesus has risen. He is risen. He is alive. But what if you were one of those disciples, that you were a witness of his crucifixion, that you were a witness of all the events throughout the three years of ministry of the Lord Jesus, he died. And then you know about the tomb. What would you do? And then you are with all the disciples and suddenly Jesus is there. Of course, you have heard that the ladies went to put some spices and whatnot on, on his body. and He wasn't there. You heard about John and Peter that they found nothing. And they, they heard about the uh, angels talking to the ladies. They heard about the two disciples that go, walking to Emmaus talking about how the Lord Jesus spoke to them. Yeah, you heard, you heard, but you haven't seen anything. And suddenly you are there in, in one moment. Here is the Lord Jesus. You will be freaking out. You will be really, really freaking out because you heard the Lord Jesus telling you about his resurrection. You heard the testimonies of the other disciples, but still you are wondering, is that possible, really? And it happened. It happened. Because miracles are real. You can receive your miracle. Miracles are real. Miracles exist and they happen every single day. If you open your eyes, you will see miracles everywhere. If you pay attention to your own life, you will realize how many miracles you live every single day. The Lord God is with you. He's talking to you. He's guiding you. He stopped you sometimes. He takes you places. He guides you to do this. He takes you to go some other places. Miracles of provision. Miracles of protection. Miracles of healing. Miracles of love. Miracles of forgiveness. Miracles Simply miracles, the intervention of God is real. But those miracles will happen to people that believe and expect miracles. Now, personally, my friend, I have seen many miracles all my life in the life of people in my personal life. I have seen miracles happening to my parents, to my grandparents, to my uncles, to my siblings, to my children. To my nieces and nephews, church members, friends, preachers, pastors, I have seen so many miracles happening all the time. I know miracles exist because I know the Lord God is supernatural and He performs miracles. He does that. He provides, He gives, 
So because I am aware that he is real and powerful, I know the miracles exist and they are real. But also, I expect miracles. I expect the hand of God moving in my life. And as a result of that, I see the miracle every day. Every single day, I see something new that is happening in my life. And I just say, thank you, Lord. You are so beautiful. You are wonderful. And he performs all those miracles. They are real. Now, who is afraid? And that group of disciples of that, of course, everyone was like shocked and shocked, right? But let's face it, among believers, there are ones that they don't believe that there, is, there are miracles. They, there are ones, they believe in God, they believe that they will go to heaven, but they don't believe that miracles exist. They don't really believe that a miracle can happen to them. And they actually, when they see something supernatural, they get very, very nervous. They are afraid. So how can you explain that the supernatural God will touch your life? It will mean nothing to you, my friend, honestly. You know, when the Lord God moves, he moves in the supernatural atmosphere, in the supernatural dimension of life. How can you believe that if he moves, it's not going to affect your feelings, your emotion, your body, this dimension where we live? It's impossible. Because he is real and powerful, obviously, it's going to impact you. You are praying for a miracle of healing and suddenly you feel something in your body. Well, it's natural to feel a little bit nervous, but don't be afraid. Now, when the power of God is in the life of somebody, and we call that the anointing of God, and the miracles are happening, and people are aware that God is with this individual, they are afraid. They say, oh, I don't want to be around this person because something weird happens with him. You know, they talk about miracles, but it's something else. But honestly, you know, the ones that are afraid really are those that are not okay with the Lord. Because if you are right with God, there is nothing to be afraid of, you know? It's the opposite. Actually, Jesus brings peace. Isn't it that what he said? Huh? Isn't it that exactly what he said when he showed up there? Peace be with you all. In other words, calm down, people. Relax. Relax. I'm back. <laughs> As I told you, I am back. And I am here because I got to do certain things. I got to tell you certain things. And this is exciting. This is wonderful. The king is alive. Your king is alive because our king is alive. Let's continue reading. This is beautiful. Now, in verses 38 through 40, listen to what the Lord Jesus said. Why are you troubled? <laughs> Why do you doubt what you see? Look at my hands and my feet. It is real. It's really me. Touch me. You can see that I have a living body. After Jesus told them this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Oh, my friend, let me tell you, that is really shocking. But I want you to know that the Lord Jesus understands you. It's a fact. He understands you. You know, regardless if you are super duper involved, wrapped with faith, and you believe in the miracles of God, or you are kind of a, on the edge, kind of doubting, regardless where you are, regardless if you are an all-time Christian or you are just starting your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, woman, old, young, rich, poor, regardless of everything. The Lord God understands you. He understands your feelings. He understands your emotions. You know, you are upset. The Lord Jesus understands you. You are sad. The Lord Jesus understands you. You are worried. The Lord Jesus understands you. He understands you. And you know what is the most important thing? Is that he will reassure you about your faith. It's what the Lord Jesus did there. Guys, why are you troubled? Why are you doubting? You know, really, it's really me. You see, the reassurance. He says, it's really me. I am alive. This is really happening. 
Actually, look, look, look at my hands, look at my feet. Can you see this? I want you to know, my friend, that eventually, in heaven, the Lord Jesus will let you touch him. Even more, if you develop so much faith and you expect the touch of God, you will feel him. You can feel him right now. You can feel him today because he is real. Now, you as a disciple, you are there. Imagine how shocking this will be. And he says, look at my hands. And you see the scars. Do they have holes? I, I don't know. But I just know that if he came back to life with the same body, he says, I have a living body. Well, something was there in, 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 on his hands and on his feet. But the point today is Jesus understands your emotions. Jesus, Jesus understands if you are doubting, Jesus understands when you really have trouble to believe things, he understands you, but he reassures you today. And he says to you, I am real. I am really back in life, in your life. I am back in your life. And I want you to touch me because I want to touch you. Isn't it beautiful? He wants to touch you. He wants to have interaction and communion. Let's continue reading. This is getting better. Oh, my gosh. But before that, what's my next service? On worship service 287, April 24th, the Orthodox. Oh, you will love that message. You will love it. Come here to Victory Church. Okay. Now, in verse 41 through 43, let's read. The disciples were amazed and very, very happy to see that Jesus was alive. Who will not, right? Very, very happy. They still could not believe what they saw. He said to them, The Lord, do you have any food here? <laughs> they gave him a piece of cooked fish while the followers watched. He took the fish and ate it. How about that? You experience a miracle. Like in the case of the disciples, they experienced the miracle of the Lord Jesus coming back to life. Let me tell you, they were very, very happy. Of course, you are expecting a miracle. You don't have a job. You pray, the Lord opens the door. Now you have a job. How are you doing? You are filled with excitement, right? Woo! woo I got a job. I got a job, right? So there is a problem with your health. The Lord does a miracle. He saves you. He heals you. You are recovering. Now you are able to start walking if you couldn't walk, eating if you couldn't eat. You know, whatever the problem was, you are getting better. You received your miracle. How do you respond to that? With joy, of course. Lord, I love you, Lord, Lord. I love you, Lord. The joy of a miracle. <laughs> the disciples were very, very happy. But then the Lord Jesus, oh, I love this part. He asked them one of my favorite questions. Do you have anything to eat? <laughs> one of my favorite questions because I love food and I love cooking and I love get together with my friends, everybody here in the church, all my friends, wherever I go. Everybody knows how much I enjoy eating and I enjoy cooking and I enjoy going to the grocery store and I love starting to create the recipe and planning in my mind, what is we going to do this Friday night or what are we going to do Saturday afternoon or where are we going to eat after church on Sunday? You know, the excitement on the food. And my Lord, my Lord asked them, hey guys, do you have anything to eat? Of course, it, it was in this context in our context, probably we will say, hold on, let me grab my app. I'm going to place the order and I'm going to have them deliver here. What do you want? Combo number one or combo number two? <laughs> That's what we will do. But no, that was not the case there. Now, 
Do you remember stories with the fish? Okay, let's, let's, let's go with this one. Peter, I want you to go to the lake and I want you to fish. Inside of that fish, you will find the coin to pay our taxes. <laughs> okay, here, here's a curve for you, okay? A jab or whatever. <laughs> Paying taxes is right. The Lord Jesus said that. He didn't say, I'm not going to pay taxes. He paid his taxes. You see that? Well, the fish was exactly what the Lord Jesus, Jesus used that day with Peter to collect the money, to have the money for the taxes. Next example. You remember how many times they were fishing? Peter and his brother, John, and others, James, they were fishermen. So fish was classic for them to eat. So it's like those who are used to have certain foods in their homes all the time. Well, the Lord Jesus says, well, what you, what you had to eat? Do you have anything to eat? Right? And now, do you remember the time when there were thousands and thousands of people and the Lord Jesus was interested in feeding them? Do you remember the kid that brought what? Bread and what else? <laughs> exactly. And fish. And the Lord said the prayers and boom, the miracle happened. They were eating bread and fish. So that is what the Lord ate. I just picture that moment. You know, I, I just, I love this moment and the story of the Lord. And I would love to be one of those disciples. I would love that he asked me, Hey, Jan, do you have anything to eat? And I would say, yes, Lord. Of course I have something to eat and I will run to the kitchen and prepare everything and get the plate and bring it to him and, and I will be delighted to give to my Lord my food and say, here, here's, here's your drink, Lord. Here's your napkin and your silverware. And uh, do you want something with your fish? Do you want, do you want some lime? tartar sauce, what do you want, cocktail sauce, do you want something, what else do you want, Lord, what else do you want to eat, and I will be there in front of my Lord, and he is eating, I will be so happy, I, I think, uh, because I know myself, <laughs> I think I will be crying in front of the Lord, just watching my Lord eating my food. My Lord God eating my food. Do you know, my friend, that your gifts and resources, the Lord gives you that so you can give it back to Him? Your gifts. Probably you are not a good cook, I don't know. <laughs> But maybe you do other things really, really good. Because everyone has skills. You have skills. You have talents. Have you ever thought that those gifts and talents, those resources, were given to you so you can serve Jesus with that? What a joy it is for anybody who, having, who is having certain resources and gifts and says, I'm going to give this to the Lord. This is for my Lord, for his kingdom. And when you see that gift being given to the Lord and the kingdom and being utilized for the right things, you will be delighted. And probably you will be the one crying saying, I'm glad that I did that. Because it's beautiful. When you arrive to that place in your life, my friend, that place where all that you want to do is to share. But not just share because you want to spend stuff. No, you do it because you know it's the Lord calling you to do that. You do it because you see the people grateful and appreciating what you are doing for them. Because it's true. Sometimes, personally, I can have a delicious meal. And I lived the experience before. 
I'm so excited to share this particular meal, dish, whatever, appetizer with somebody. And I have seen the reaction. Like they didn't care. It was not good enough. The flavor was not right. The presentation, the color, the temperature, whatever. The thing was not right. And they said, thanks, but not thanks. It hurt my feelings, of course. But at the end, you have to accept this. Not everything that you have is for everybody. Oh, but when you find those somebodies that they like your food, you want to cook for them again. Do you understand the analogy? When you find people in your life that they appreciate what you share with them, you don't want to stop it. You say, I want to do it again. I want to have my life with them because it's a reciprocate relationship. You give and you receive. You give and you receive. There is power in giving, my friend. But giving is not about writing checks, okay? I want you to understand this. Giving is not about putting your hand in, the, in your pocket and just giving. No, no, no. Giving is not about that. Giving is about what's in your heart. Do you understand that? It's about what's in your heart because what about those that have very little? It will not be fair if only those who have a lot can have joy by giving. But the ones that have little, they cannot have the same joy by giving. You see, it's not about the action of how much or how often. It's about the heart. Because you know very well that there are people that have the resources and they give, but their hearts is not there. But when you have the heart, and that is what counts. That is what counts is your relationship with God. And you enjoy seeing the Lord eating the fish. <laughs> you enjoy seeing the Lord watching in, your, in his kingdom what, what you are giving, providing, helping, serving. And you say, this was good. And I want to do it again and again and again for the rest of my life because I live for God. Everything I possess is for the Lord. Of course, I say, as I said earlier, it's not about just spending it and wasting everything. You know, no, it's not about that. It's what the Lord tells you, whatever the Lord tells you, the way and proportion and how often the Lord tells you. It's beautiful to get there. But after that, in verse 47, look at what the Lord Jesus said. He says, you must go and tell people what they must change, that they must change and turn to God, which will bring them his forgiveness. The Lord Jesus is about to go. And precisely on next Sunday in the topic, the Orthodox, I will talk to you a little bit more about those 40 days. The 40 days that the Lord Jesus spent with his disciples. I'm going to talk to you about it. But this is crucial for you to understand about the future. What is what you must do? Okay. So he said you need to go. But the first question is, are you happy with the Lord God? Honestly, does the Lord make you happy? Well, yeah, well, you better tell your face that because your face is saying otherwise. Does the Lord make you happy? Yeah, every Christmas. <laughs> For your birthday. Really? Does the Lord make you happy? Are you happy with the Lord God? Does the Lord satisfy your needs? Does the Lord make you feel loved? Forgiven? Because you, if you are not happy with the Lord, my friend, something is wrong with you. <laughs> Do you really believe that somebody else, a person, a simple mortal, do you really believe that there is someone that will make you happy forever and ever and ever? You, you're living a dream, my friend. It's fantasy. 
It's not going to happen. Certainly, the Lord wants you to be happy with your spouse, your family, your children, your parents. Yes, of course, He wants you to enjoy all that. But if you keep thinking that there must be somebody that will fulfill your life, that will make you feel loved like nobody else. First of all, it's a sin because the Lord says you need, you need to love the Lord your God with all of your heart. You see that? Second, that's idolatry, putting somebody out there. And third, eventually you will find out that that was not true. Why is that? Because you will see the dark side of that person sooner or later. Like you have your dark side. Do you really think that you are the person that can make happy somebody so happy, so happy with you just because of who you are? <laughs> you see how ridiculous that sounds? Well, the same thing applies to everybody else on this planet. The most beautiful baby, the most, the most beautiful person you can meet, eventually you will see that it's not that beautiful, really. It's just a human being. Your joy must be in the Lord. But if you don't want to get there because you are so happy with what you have, that's okay. If that's the case, don't bother trying to understand what I am about to tell you with the, the commission, the great commission. Because you won't get it. You are happy. You are already set <laughs> on your ways. <laughs> Honestly, my friend, only the Lord can make a person truly happy. You find in God the joy that you could not even imagine is possible to have. But the Lord doesn't want you to be alone forever. No, it's, don't take it wrong. He also wants you to be happy with people, your family, etc. But the Lord wants to be the number one in your life. So therefore, are you happy with the Lord God? Well, you know, I, I, I am almost happy with the Lord God, somebody says. I am almost happy. I accept that I will really, really happy if I have this. Ah. So the Lord doesn't make you happy. Well, yeah, but no. You see? If you think that in the future you will be happy with God plus this thing or plus this person, the Lord is not your happiness. Aha! <laughs> the happiness in the Lord is something that comes as a result of seeing the greatness of who He is. But you know what? Sometimes some people have to experience in the, in the transition. You know the transition. You don't know what I'm talking about. The transition from this life to eternity. It's until then when they finally see the greatness of the Lord and they say, Oh my goodness, this is heaven? <gasps> that is Jesus? Wow! Until then they realize the greatness of God and they say, my gosh, and I was just so happy with my toys and my people, you know. The happiness in life is about finding the Lord. Not finding Nemo, okay? <laughs> finding the Lord. The Lord, the one that sets you free. The Lord, the one that heals you, transforms you, restores you, forgives you. And when you finally find the happiness in the Lord, then is when you are ready to go. Because the Lord says, I want you to go and make disciples. I want you to go to tell people to turn away from their bad things and come back to God. But the thing is, you remember what we read at the beginning about the burning fire? You remember what I told you about the log that has to be on fire because if... If there is one log on fire, the others are going to get on fire. 
Do you remember when I told you about the preacher in the church that has to be the first one passionate about God? Because if he's not passionate, how can he expect others to be passionate? There you go. If you are not happy with the Lord, if you are not in love with the Lord, if you are not on fire for the Lord, how can you believe that you will go and tell people about how wonderful God it is when you don't even believe it? <laughs> you have to be absolutely in love with God to be able to go and share with others and say, listen, I have found in God the joy of my life. He is my number one. Then you will go. Because to change is possible. I had my priorities upside down, my friend. I know what is to be lost. I know what is to believe in God, but God is somewhere over the rainbow. You know, I know what is that. I know what is to be totally confused, deceived, because I thought that this will be the happiness in my life or that will be the happiness in my life. You know, I lived that, but the change is possible. And sometimes the circumstances will move around you, you know, change around you just to start to lead you to look up. And then you start to think, you know what? Maybe all this that they are saying is true. Maybe what I need is God in my life because to change is possible. And that is what the Lord Jesus wants you to experience. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life that you can really experience that change. So the power of God is upon you right now. The Holy Spirit is coming upon you. And here is where you can receive the miracle that we just talked about. He wants to touch you, and He wants you to touch Him. So lift up your hands today, wherever you are, and say, Lord God, touch me. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your presence. You know, the Lord is showing me somebody, somebody that was so in love with a person, and that person, There, was, there is a big disappointment. And the Lord is telling you today, forget about that person. Forget about that person. That dissolution, that disappointment, that sadness have to go. I am going to be that person. You know what the Lord says to you? You were an idolater. You put that person out there like an idol. It was a sin. You didn't please me by doing that. You thought it was the right thing, but you were wrong. Because that throne is mine, says the Lord. So let's put the Lord in the right place, my friend. The Lord is here to help you to reprioritize the right way. The first that must come in your life is the Lord. Everybody else goes down in the priority list of your life. And that applies to your time as well. The Lord comes first. First day of the week, Sunday. First thing to do, going to worship God. Priorities in order, my friend. But I want to pray today also for those who are struggling with illnesses because I want you to know Like the prophet Isaiah in the chapter 53 and 54, he explains about the sufferings of the Messiah. I want you to know that although he is alive and we celebrate that he is with us now, back in life, he did die for you. And on that cross, the sufferings of our Lord were paid also for your healing. So now, I want to pray for healing. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Lift up your hands and say with me, Dear God, say with me, Dear God, I am hurting. My body is not working well. I'm struggling with my health, Lord, and I need your power in my life. By the wounds of Jesus, 
by the stripes and the sufferings of Jesus, my Lord, I claim today the promise of my healing. Please, Lord, heal me. Now I want you to do something, my friend. Lift up one hand and put your other hand in the part of your body that you have trouble with. It, it doesn't matter where it is, your head, your elbow, wherever you are hurting, put your other hand there. And now say with me, say with me these words. Dear God, I claim my healing in the name of Jesus. I declare that I believe that you have the power to heal me. I believe you have the power to heal me. Say it, my friend, and feel the heat of the Holy Spirit in, in, in your life. Say it, it's, it's happening. <laughs> I feel it, it's happening. I believe that the healing is happening in my life right now, in my body, in the name of Jesus. I feel the healing and I am empowered by God to be totally healed. And I thank you, Lord. Now lift up both of your hands and say with me, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You healed me. It's going to happen. I know I'll be fine. In your time, you can do it, Lord. And I love you. And I love you. Over all the things, Lord God, I love you. My heart belongs to you. Share with me your testimony, my friend. Info at thechurch.us is the email address. And what could be the best way to close any reflection like this by declaring what we know in John 3:16, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not be lost but have eternal life. Say with me, I am forgiven. In the name of Jesus, my sins are being washed away by the blood of Jesus and the power of his death and resurrection. I am a new creation. My name, say with me, my name is written in the book of life. I have eternal life in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, dear friend, for being here with us. Remember, this is the message, My King is Alive. Share it with somebody. Worship Service 286, April 17, 2022, from Odessa, Texas. In the name of the Lord God, Father, and Son, the Holy Spirit, share it with somebody. In the name of our church, Victory Church, and the team here at Victory Church, my wife and I say to you, have a wonderful rest of your day, and see you next time. Good morning. Let me invite you to download or install Gian TV, which is our Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV or a Roku device, don't hesitate to install this free, absolutely free Roku channel. You will be able to watch wonderful videos, all the categories that we have here. So go to search channels, search for Gian TV, and then hit Install. Don't forget to give us a five stars if you like our videos. Thank you so much for watching. By Giancarlo Vitutoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video.
thinking of you, wanting to find you. You removed all my fears, also you took all of my tears. You make me feel loved, you make me feel good. I love your words, you change my world. You make me feel loved, you make me feel good. I love your words, you change my world. You are my moonlight. I can walk alone in the night. You guide me and inspire me. I saw very far away your light Shining at the distance You make me believe that there was hope for me It was your light In the night To give me life It's your light Some days I felt ready to sink Every time you rescued me My own tears became the ink To write the prayers of my me Disappointed you quite many times. I failed, I messed up big time. Acting right was not my style. No more sad days, now all is bright. The sun is shining with its light I feel the wind blowing off my skin I feel your love coming, you're my spring The winter is over, no more snow My heart you filled with your love now in my home I hear the birds I see the kids playing, boys and girls Like the ocean wants the moon, like the grass needs the rain, come and take my pain away. 
How can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart if only there was Somebody who sees that I'm not Nobody, how can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart if only there was Somebody who sees that I'm not Nobody sing to me a love song again Fly me on your airplane Be my shining star tonight I need you badly in my life It is absolutely amazing what I am feeling. Never before I experienced what you have done to me. I know that in the past I didn't see things as I do now. But honestly, you have changed everything for me. And uh, I don't want to let it go. I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here with me, by me, because you make me feel alive. And I know that you love me, and I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I belong to you. You brought me a new life, a life that is absolutely profound, real, and true. I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, you make me alive, this is my night, I'm gonna fight, I feel the wind, I'm gonna win, I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, Hey, 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 that's all, that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> Time to go home. <laughs> Ciao.